All right. We're, we're back here for day two at Cannes. Uh, the podcast is called Screaming Creativity. My guest today, probably, I would say, the, the most famous CMO, infamous, famous, which word should we use? But I think famous and uh, famously effective. It's Fernando Machado. The man needs no more introduction than just the name Fernando Machado. Fernando, I got to say, I feel like you are now the mayor of Cannes somehow. <laughs> you become the mayor of Cannes. How are you doing? It's Tuesday. You've already been on stage which is a familiar place for you. I've been here since last week. I was judging on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, what were you judging? I was judging gaming. Gaming? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was T fun. Listen, let's... Gaming, new category at Cannes. What's it like? What was gaming like? It was great. Like, yeah. I think it's it's great to see Cannes recognizing um, the, the strength and the power that gaming has and being its own subcategory within entertainment. Yeah. Uh, we had a really great jury. There were some really strong, like, uh, materials. And it... It's always just like a pleasure and an honor to to be part yeah, of yeah. that. I agree. You know, like we've we've both been judges and we judge together, right? Judge. What do we judge? We judge titanium together, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, titanium is a, a tricky word, you know, and it's a tricky category. I, I think every year people try to reinvent it, and I'm like, no, it's the same definition. <laughs> just we have to evolve in how we bring ideas to the world. That's yeah. The, the, the category doesn't need to evolve. Like what we do needs to evolve. From when we probably started, we're, we're probably similar age. You have now, uh, I think, ten children at this point. It's less I than like that. One, less one, than every, that. We're on the way. One, one a month, I think. We have, yeah, we have four and one more coming. I know. <laughs> every Facebook post is like, we're pregnant. I'm like, wait. I uh, promise you, this is the last one. Like, uh, well, how's Anna? How's your? She's yeah. doing great. I mean, she's probably like cursing me every day because I'm yeah. here and she's there with the kids. She didn't come this year. She loves yeah, well, coming here. Coming, being pregnant and coming here, probably. No, not the best not idea. Fun. It doesn't end well. Yeah, no, that's a, it's interesting. How, like, how do you balance, you know, being, you know, I, I think the bravest CMO in the world and, and also probably one of the best fathers. Like, how do you do it? I mean, you've got I'm, young kids. Yeah. These aren't, like, spread out. I mean, how many I, your kids I, are? I wouldn't say I'm the best father. Um, she's definitely the best mother. Yeah. You saw her. They just did there, right? Scored a massive book. Yeah, no, I like that. Like, like, we'll edit that out. Don't and worry. it's we'll like me. And like, uh, missing Father's Day is tough. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, if you're yeah. in the industry, you are probably, like, um, cursed uh, in a yeah. way. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, I never spent Father's Day with my kids. Like, only the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, on the year that can didn't happen. She stayed this time. Hopefully we'll be together here uh, next year. It's an awesome week, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I love coming. It's interesting. It's like, you, yeah, the business is like you, you're in it one day and then when you're out, you're out. You know, you're forgotten too. So in some ways, like when, you, when you're when you not here, I think it would make a, you know, people would feel people like, where's Fernando? You you know, you're one of those people that like, well, no, I think so. I think not, not just because you're, Famous within the world of being CMO, but I just think the positivity and energy you bring to not only jury rooms, but just events and the festival in general, I think the more positivity we have, the better. I love what we do, yeah. you know, like uh, I'm not, I'm not jaded and uh, I'm like hopeless, optimistic about yeah. things. I think that we're always doing better and better. I love hanging around the people that I've met here. We had the opportunity to meet here. Right, I mean, for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Like back in 2014, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we share the we share the uh, the love of the king. Yeah. Burger King, and and we we met, and and you said, um, hey, can I pick your brain? Because you, I, yeah. I don't know if you had just started. I or just you... started. Yeah, and I think you were kind enough to uh, to spend time with me because I was super curious about the work you guys yeah. did back in the day with Crispin. It was the reason why I chose to uh, to work at BK. Yeah. Because I felt that you guys had done like such an amazing job back in the day with Russ Klein. 
Um, like it was an amazing team. Andrew was there, like Tiffany was there. And they're like meeting everyone. Yeah. Like coming out of that meeting in 2014, I went and had dinner with Russ Klein uh, on Huvia in Miami. He, he came to Miami and, and we had a chat together. And uh, and I think you guys like were able to like do something incredible. Like uh, yeah. it was like out of the, all the campaigns that I loved, like uh, Subservient Chicken, Whopper Freak Out, Whopper Virgins, uh, Whopper Sacrifice, uh, The King's Game, which is a Titanium Grand Prix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like I love all that stuff. And uh, I thought that um, I would have a go at trying to do stuff that was as close as possible in terms of quality to, to that. Yeah. Now, that was the ambition. I knew it could be done because you guys did it. Yeah. Had you guys not done that, I I would not have gone. Well, there. we were proud and happy you did because it's like anything, you you see brands that you've poured so much time and energy to build up to be one of the most creative creative brands in the world, and Burger King was then lost their way when it came to creativity, yeah. and then when you came in and sort of restored it, and then I think added to it and, and weaved in purpose when when it was appropriate. I think that's the thing that separates the two yeah. decades, if you will, of the yeah. the Burger King. Um, domination and they're continuing to still do, yeah. do great work and yeah. you know we have different agencies working on it so that, i think that was uh it was a fun time you know you end up meeting people people don't understand about can like it's such a great training area like creative people we aren't trained we don't have coaching as much so the i always encourage cfos to send people to juries no yeah. matter if it can or another another yeah. jury because you learn how to be diplomatic you learn how to interact you you see other agencies work and then people describing it. It's great yeah. training. And then but then you end up meeting people and having these amazing discussions. Yeah. I think we're a little bit more of a tribe now than it used to be. I think we all want, of course, we want WPP to win. You want NotCo to win. You, you know, you want Activision to, to win. We hope the industry wins. Yeah. You know, we hope I there's going to be something we can all hold up and be like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. And, and to be honest with you, like, I think that we've both been around for quite some time and you end up getting to know everyone. And uh, of course, I would love to see my brand, the company I work for, yeah. uh, getting recognized. But I'm happy for the others too. Every single time people go on stage, there is always someone there that you know, yeah, uh, and that you've worked with, or you see a, a you know, young, or person, that you should know, or a young person who's won for the first time. Yeah. I, you know, people don't know this about me. I didn't win my first lion until I was 35 years old, yeah. and have been lucky to win a number of them since. But you know, can wasn't a giant thing. Until yeah. the 2000s, when I think they started bringing brands here. Yeah. And, you know, you coming from the brand side, you know, w when did can become a thing for you? It was always a thing. Mm. It was just not accessible. I was really good friend. I'm still am, by the way, really good friends with Marcel Marcondes, who is the CMO at ABI. And we were trainees in Unilever together. Um, and we were obsessed about advertising. We had no idea yeah. like, of how to do it, yeah, how to yeah. breathe, like nothing. I didn't know anything about anything, but we, we, we like the art. I don't think you're born with criteria, you know, or like knowing how to do well, things. Well, you were an engineering yes. intern, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> what kind of engineer were you? Mechanical. Mechanical <laughs> I knew you were smart, but God, I don't know what that means. how do you become a mechanic? I don't even know what it is. I don't my know my like dad was an engineer, uh, and he was a professor um, in an army uh, university. He was in the army. Um, and, in Brazil. Uh, in Brazil, yeah. And I was good with numbers, but I also had a kind of like a creative side. Oh. I loved drawing, and I was always like the guy who used to draw the T-shirts of the class. I would yeah. always sit on the back and not pay attention to classes and be making jokes and 
my dad was a really funny guy too. And back in the day, there was no like marketing school or business school. Like I wanted to go to a public school in Brazil. They are pretty good. And when you go to a public school back in the day, you would be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. There wasn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there were not too no many arts, options. Yeah. So I went to engineering. I knew I wouldn't be an engineer mm. from the start. Your degree was engineering, though. Mechanical engineering. Yeah. I finished. What would your path be? What do you think? Where do you be right now? Like, I would probably be... you've made Father's Day. Right? <laughs> or not. You never know. Yeah, like... I would be working with supply chain, logistics, or. You could have been inventing stuff. Yeah. You know, as an engineer. Yeah, but like there is creativity everywhere. You know, like yeah. I work when I was an intern. I worked for two years in the ch shop floor of a factory. We were producing laundry detergent in the countryside of Sao Paulo in a place called Indaiatuba. And I was literally like on the packaging lines, like uh, doing quality assurance for packaging. And, uh, and it was fun, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, but and it was the first time I've heard the word marketing because the marketing team came from Sao Paulo to present the innovation that was coming and the campaigns. And I was like, oh my God, like there is something different. I didn't even know what that was. And it's more like the business and you have a creative part and you have the advertising, you have design, you have concepts, but you also have the, the business side of life. So when I finished my internship, I applied on the management trainee program and they were crazy enough to allow me to jump from the factory to the office straight without knowing who Philip Kotler was, you know, like, um, wow. and, 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 and Unilever was really good at Signing a coach, like uh, training me on the job, yeah. uh, and I spent 18 years there. Yeah, great, like, uh, great yeah. company. Yeah, you know, and uh, great CMOs there. Yeah, past CMOs, and uh, yeah, you know. So you, you're engineering intern. You jump to Unilever. Obviously, make you know. I think the beginning of Dove's decades-long, you know, commitment to creativity. I mean, the work this year. I mean, it's, it's amazing, awesome, right? I know, mean, amazing. Yeah, I think it started with someone called Silvia Lenhado, mm -hmm. like uh, way before my time, like uh, around the time they did Evolution, um, which was huge. Around the time they did the firming campaign with the women in underwear, yeah. which back in the day was like really yeah. like uh, different. Yeah. yeah, like I always wanted to work on a global brand, a brand that has a purpose, a social mission. And Steve Myers, who became the senior vice president for Dove, we had worked together. Uh, on Vaseline before, and he poached me from, I, I was back in Brazil, I, I was back in Brazil, I thought I would stay in Brazil for four or five years, I was there for 10 months, as soon as I had a position, he poached me and he, he brought me to to uh, to London to lead Dove Skin Cleansing and Care and doing some of the master brand work, Yeah. Um, and we were working with Ogilvy, I mean, Ogilvy has been the agency from Dove since 1957 yeah, maybe, like David Ogilvy created a quarter moisturizing cream, like the, oh, wow. yeah, like in a visit to the R&D team and, and the factory. Um, and, uh, and we were able to do some amazing work. Sketches is the most famous piece of work from that time, yeah. but there was Camera Shy, yeah. there was Ed Makeover, like all the Ogilvy teams were really like uh, on fire, you know, yeah. Ogilvy Chicago, Ogilvy Shanghai, Ogilvy London for sure, Sao Paulo. Uh, Toronto, who historically has done great creative work. And it's just awesome to see Ale Manfredi, who is now uh, uh, leading uh, the brand, like uh, doing amazing creative work. I was cheering for them when they went to stage uh, yeah. on Monday, I mean, yeah, last yeah. night, yeah. Uh, to pick up a gold for an amazing campaign. I should, I think should have been a, the Grand Prix. So you talked about Russ Klein. If for those who don't know, Russ Klein was the CMO of Burger King in the, the 2000s. Brilliant, brave, brave guy. And you've mentioned the CMO from ABM Bev, who I, mean, I love your thoughts on how he's feeling, what what he's going through. I mean, 
fair or unfair this the yep. world unfortunately the world we're living in if you were in that position what do you do it's a tricky one yeah. you know what i mean like and i don't know if i have the answer to yeah. that i think it's very easy to criticize from the outside it's it's a really tricky one and and i think that uh, i hear i mean i'm friends with myself and i'm friends with lots of other people at abi and um and i hear many things like uh that i don't think are true outside like oh they just did a stunt for the first time. They should not have done that. No, ABI has been doing LGBTQ things for more than ten yeah. years. Yeah. Now, when when I did Proud Whopper at Burger King in 2014, I had a meeting with the guy who was leading the LGBTQ uh, work for ABI because back then they were already 100% corporate equality index. Thanks to the work that they were doing internally and externally, and I wanted to learn how the hell did they manage to do it because I thought that they were much more of like a private equity mentality, and they they did it. And if, if you Google it, like you are going to see that that what they did this year was definitely not the first thing that they've done. There is like a lot of stuff uh, that they have done uh, uh, on that front. I think that what happened is is was very unfortunate. Yeah, you know, for like many many reasons. Like I think it's not something that that one can predict. I think it's not something that's going to happen again. I like to think about the situation the other way around. You know, like can we imagine any case study where someone did, let's say, a sandwich, one sandwich, and sent to one influencer and sales increased in twenty percent? Yeah. It doesn't happen. You'd be here getting a grant. No, but it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. It's impossible. But it happened the other yeah. way around, right? Uh, and I think that they were kind of in a difficult position because I think that they were they became like I, I don't know how to say that like the poster child for a much bigger debate that made has has nothing to do I think in my view with a being bad um, state of the world yeah. we're living in yeah and you know uh, and it's and I think it's made some some brands and clients gun shy on doing things that are mm, not sure yeah so look what happened to yeah so I hope that that's my biggest fear. Yeah, you well, know, I, like it's a, happening. I think that every time someone says, "Oh, but look at what happened with uh, with those guys," it's just dumb. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know why? Because it's just a lazy comment yeah. uh, to throw yeah. out there. You yeah. know, like okay, it, there, there was one thing that I never seen on my whole career. I've been working marketing for more than twenty five years. I cannot think of any case that's like that. For the good or for the bad. Yeah, you know, it happened once because we are in a world that's very divided, and because of reasons that I, I myself I cannot explain, uh, they were picked to be like the poster child of like people who may have bigger problems. You but, know what I mean? We've seen that happen kind kinds yeah. of situations. I just hope people don't hide behind yeah. that, you know, and don't and don't stop being brave, doing the right work because oh, but look at what happened to them. Okay, give me another example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the only one so far. Yeah. I don't see this the same people saying like, oh, but look at what happened to those other guys who did something brave and it yeah. worked. It's very easy to hide. Well, ho hopefully, you know, they'll get through it. You yeah. Know, they will. He's amazing, amazing. There are some know, really, amazing. really strong people there. Um and uh I think they have a track record of doing great creative work. Yeah. And I doubt, I hope and doubt that what would happen will make them question that creativity um, is the way. You went from Burger King 
to Activision. We can yeah. talk about that for a minute. Yeah. And then uh, now you're at NotCo, and that's yeah. something I'm most interested in. Yeah. Not because we're working together, and we just looked at work from yeah. from um, AKQA Bloom, yeah. which is uh, I think you predicted it's a it's a Grand Prix. You know, well, uh, let's see. Hope, hope no. we'll see. You know, I would I would uh, bet on that one. We, you said you you actually said we should bet, and I was like, no, I don't want to bet because I'm with you. I think. Yeah. You know, going going from Burger King to Activision to Notco, I mean, these are about as different experiences. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm always like, which is something that my dad used to tell me. Like, I always try to put myself in a position that I'm learning something. Curiosity. Yeah. Like, uh, and I spent 18 years in Unilever. It never felt like 18 years because I was moving countries, moving brands, moving product categories. It got to a point where I felt I did have I didn't have to do something different, mainly because, like, I was doing my dream job there. Mm. You know, so the opportunities were coming, and I would rather stay w w on Dove. Um, and and then I thought, well, maybe I should look outside. And then back in the day, this is 2013, 2014. I thought, should I go to digital or should I do a brand turnaround? And then I ca I called Burger King. They never called me. Mm. Um, and then I went to Burger King. Now, did they have a CMO at the time? No, they did not. Because they hadn't filled it, or they just decided they no, didn't need they, it. You convinced they them that not. they needed yeah. it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I, they, they flew me to Miami, I went there, and I explained, like, uh, oh, sorry, they did have a CMO, but it was just starting. Right. You know, 3G had acquired uh, um, uh, Burger King. There was a first CMO, but it was basically like during the transition. Yeah. You know, then there was another CMO who was my boss, Axel Schwann, who today is the president for Tim Hortons. Great guy. Lots of experience in the restaurant industry, which I had zero. So he was very patient yeah, uh, with yeah. me, like uh, while I was like learning from him. And then Axel moved, uh, and then I became the CMO for uh, for BK. But it was really like building the team ground up, because Axel and I started at the same time, and it was very complementary, right? I mean, because I had a lot of CPG experience, he had some CPG too, but he had a lot of restaurant experience, and I think that our approaches and the way we see marketing were very complementary. So I was able to learn a lot from him. Hopefully, I was able to also influence a yeah, little bit the way he yeah. fought. He was very brave because he backed up like the stuff. We did it together, right? I mean, so I was there for like seven, seven and a half years, which is pretty decent. It evolved to be Burger King, Popeyes, and Tim Hortons through uh, the acquisitions. It's amazing work with yeah, Popeyes. Yeah, which was super fun. Um, and they, brand that I love, I worked on early um, in my career. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, told me that. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love Popeyes. It's, it's great, great products, great brand, a brand that has a very strong heritage in Louisiana. It's really cool. And then after seven and a half years there, Activision was already talking to me for, for quite some yeah. time. And I wanted to do that digital, pure digital experience. You know what I mean? Like I did a lot of digital transformation uh, on Burger King, on RBI. I did a lot of digital social media uh, with uh, uh, with Tough. But I never worked on a brand that was born digital, digitally native. And it's very different, even in the amount of data you have. When I was in CPG, I would like know how much I was selling to Walmart and I would get the sales to consumers two months later through Nielsen. When I was on QSR or fast food, I knew how much we were yeah. saying daily, hour, like per hour, right? I mean, because yeah. we, we have the checkout. I didn't know who we were selling to. Um, and then on Activision, I knew everything. So I learned a lot. I was there for two years. Um, I love gaming. Um, it's very different. Like a, a CPG is closer to QSR than gaming. Gaming is entertainment. It's very different dynamic on the company and all. Um, I love the franchises that uh, Activision has. I was not necessarily looking to leave, but then Matthias, who is the founder, 
uh, of Notco, who is someone that I always admire, that I knew from before, yeah. because I saw the work they, they were doing, yeah. um, called me, um, and then we started to talk, and um, and I thought it was a unique opportunity that I couldn't pass pre-IPO, a brand that has a purpose, working with AI, and not because it's hot, because they were working with AI for seven years, um, with like the joint venture with Knaft Heinz, with lots of partnerships with QSR, um, and um, a founder who gets it. Yeah. Uh, and is well, explain great, explain you know. to the audience uh, what is Notco. Yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. Knows. So Notco started in Chile. Uh, it's a food tech startup that basically like uses AI to create plant-based products. Like so far, um, most of the products they 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 try to mimic the animal target. We can do more than just yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and uh, and I think that's what excites me the most. You know, like uh, what's coming. Uh, the, the products that we have are great, but what's coming is like mind blowing. Uh, so uh, I'm super excited about that. We have an office in New York. We have uh, our AI and uh, our NG office in San Francisco. Uh, we have a very strong position in Chile. We have a strong position in Argentina, Brazil, uh, Mexico, Colombia, and now growing also in the U.S. Yeah, it's a sticky name too. You know, naming is stupid. But, but that's the thing. Like great name. When I heard for the first time the Not Company, which is the full name, it reminded me of the Black Sheep. Mm. It, you know, it reminded me of the classic 1982 Levi's ad at BBH uh, yeah. and the logo yeah. and the black sheep name that BBH carries as a nickname. Um, because it's like, I was like, wh what? Like the products are called call, like not milk, not burger. Like on all marketing that I've learned, you need to talk about the benefit and yeah. not about what you're not. But that's the benefit. I yeah. know, but like, but it felt brave from the name. Yeah. And then as I digged in and got to know the people, I was like, well, I think we'll have fun here. And uh, I think we can build something really special. So I, I've always uh, wanted to ask you this question because you're not only a brilliant marketer from the CMO side, you know, you, you've come up with lots of ideas yourself too. And, yeah. and I'm sure you've been approached to be on the agency side and be a, you could be, to me, you could be a global CCO of, of many agencies and networks. When people approach you, why haven't you ever wanted to jump to that side or or thought you were better served in this position? Look, to be fair um, and honest, um, um, uh, the ideas never come from... There was one idea that was mine out of the ideas that we did. All of the other, and the like gazillion others, they were always from agency. Like, I, do I have criteria? Do I have a good criteria? I think I do have a good criteria, but the ideas don't come from myself, yeah? Um, I, like, I thought about that. Uh, uh, and every time I spoke to someone who I trust and say, like, hey, I'm thinking about this because, and I always say, like, look, I mean, maybe I can do not the creative side, but, like, I think it helps that people know me as a client because maybe they would trust what I'm saying more. Uh, for, for sure. Because I, I know, like, I know what they are going through yeah. probably better than the agency people do. And every time I said that to someone who I trust, the person, all of them, they looked at me and said, don't do it. Like, uh, we need you on the other no, side. I, no, I think like, that's very true because I have used you as an example. When I'm speaking to Pernod Ricard, uh, Pernod Ricard I was just speaking, I, I, I've used you as an example, you know, and I'm sure countless people yeah. have used you as an example because you want to point to, I use a, a Kathleen Hall or a, yeah. we talk about Russ Klein, yeah. but like. And, the other um, thing, look, the other thing is the following. Um, I think 
I like getting shit done yeah. and out. It would like hurt my soul if I knew an idea was great and I were not able to convince yeah. the client to do it. Yeah. It would kill me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It hurts me. Even when the idea is not mine, it hurts me. Yeah. No, there were occasions where I saw an idea on an agent that was not even for my brand and they were struggling to sell to the other client. That's why they were showing me maybe. Yeah. Maybe you have, help them. Yeah. You know. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, what? Sorry, I don't know if I can curse on no, this podcast. Listen, no um, one's going to listen to this. It's fine. Four <laughs> listeners. It's your wife, my wife. Great. Teal. Tosh. Deal. And then my wife will be like, we shouldn't yeah. be cursing on the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's Rob. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yes, they have. <laughs> no, but like, I've got that you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you guys do it. You know, I have like a I think you have to be appreciation a fountain of ideas. I would say like, you know, the job to be able to use your brain in an interesting way that's different every single day, like that's the gift. The selling of the work is the the extra part of it, you know, like like be able to go to work like, yeah, your job is to come up with be a fountain of ideas. I Don't know, be so precious. Ben, but it's that. like it's easier said than done. Yeah, like, sure. And you know when I mean? you've had success, I, it's easier for me to say well, like, it now. Well, like the trade-offs that as an agency you probably have to do because the client is like cutting all the edges of the idea and yeah. going through his or her stakeholders internally and legal and this and that. And you know it's watering down that idea. I, I honestly, I have a massive appreciation for uh, what you guys do and what you go through. Well, let's talk about that for a second because I, I, I've said a lot that compromise is so much a part of what we do we are artists and we use a tremendous amount of artistry mm -hmm. but what we're not what we're creating is not art it's it's commerce it has that point of trying to sell yeah. something whether it's a product or an idea or a movement mm -hmm. so you have to accept compromise and the agencies that can take compromise and turn it into something better are the ones that successful. I mean, Feral Scrub, we talked about ad nauseum for a long time, but like it started as uh, a female bull in front of the male bull, which of course we know doesn't exist. A, a female bull is a cow. You know, arguably one of the not so good ideas of like the, the symbol of female empowerment being a cow. Well, the team went back and we worked it and came out with the little girl the hands. And you look at it now, it's like, how could it be not be that? Yeah. But that comes out of compromise. So I do think- Do you think that's compromise? Well, you have to compromise and saying like, you know, the purity of the idea that if you talk to the team who uh, Lizzie and Tally, they're like, oh, we think it was still better as the cow. No, it wasn't. No, no I know. But but I'm saying the purest like, is the girl. We could have said, forget it. If you're not doing it this way, we don't want to do it. Well, I was like, no, the idea is the standoff. Oh, but that's different. I don't agree. Okay. Like, I, look, I like that. I, I, I like you don't agree. I look Point, I, counterpoint. I will tell you the, something. Like Cash Three, who you probably know, yeah, uh, he won the yeah. Grand Prix with Night Tag a long time ago and had the opportunity to work with him when he was at BBH New York. Yeah. He used to say that when a lion is born, it's a baby lion. It's very easy to kill. You have to nurture and then it will grow and it will become something that's much bigger. When the bull and cow idea was presented, it was still a baby lion. When Gabriel Schmidt presented Wop at the tour, it was a completely different idea. When uh, Anselmo presented sketches, it was not uh, an FBI trained sketch artist. Yeah. It was something completely different, and we fed that baby lion. So it was not about compromise. It was about feeding the lion. Like something felt wrong. 
It, you're not compromising. When I mean compromise, the, the the recognizing that there could be another way to do it and it can evolve and get better, right? Maybe you're compromising your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, but for instance... It's, it's, it's a language barrier. You know, I get it. It's yeah. a, <laughs> you, know, you know the film from Dove, that one <laughs> last night? Which one? The, the gold with the showing the little girl growing. Yes, of course. No, yeah? It's amazing. It's I, I don't know the story reasons. of that film. I don't know um, the backstory the behind the scenes how it went but i bet whatever you want that there were scenes of that film that people might have been so uncomfortable that they wanted to cut like the the iv how do you call it yeah, yeah, yeah. right i yeah. bet with you that there were people somewhere but i just know i, I was there for 18 years yeah. and there was no compromise you, you know what i mean like and it made the film better i think there is a difference between like a, a compromising to get something approved versus, hey, let's continue to think because maybe there is a better way uh, yeah. to do this. When Wapa the Tour was presented, it was by Gabriel, you said Gabriel. By FCB, yeah. yeah, New York. The idea was, oh, there are double double the restaurants on, uh, of McDonald's than Burger King in the US. So most likely you have to drive longer yeah. to go to a Burger King than. Uh, to go to yep. McDonald's. So let's calculate the delta of those miles and award you with a coupon. That was how it yep. was presented. And when I saw, I was like, man, there is something there. I don't think that's it. But it was not because I was afraid yeah. uh, uh, of doing the idea. It was because I was like, mm, there, there is there is a gold in there. Yeah. And then Gabriel and the team, they took like three months to come up with what the tool was. And they came and said, it's much better now. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you put your finger and you know yeah. your criteria tells you there is something here. Might not be exactly what we are seeing here. It's a baby lion. Let's feed that beast. Well, and you need people who keep things alive, too. You know, Eric Silver, who was the, the yeah. CCO of McCann North America at the time, wouldn't let Fearless, you know, the the idea die of the stand-up yeah. for the Fearless Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so you need and that's required. Not, not, I right. think that there were there were occasions where I was so annoying, mm. like uh, internally, uh, with stuff because it's very easy. Yeah, it's very easy to let go and maybe even bite you back because people may feel like we're well, too stubborn, like um, you are not thinking about the right things. There are other priorities because there's always someone who can paint a different priority. And um, like, the tour took a year to get to be done. Yeah. Well, we're we're happy to have Gabriel Schmidt now as our gray global yeah, CEO. He's awesome. He joined uh, a few weeks ago, and you know, listen, talent is such a huge yeah. thing. Like, so even on your team, how do you look for talent? How do you attract people? It, I mean, I'm sure people are yeah. attracted who want to uh, no, do famous yeah, work. Like but... uh, two different things. Like uh, when I'm interviewing, at least for marketing, of course, that depends on the specifics yeah. of the position. But like, I want to have people who are curious, who may think differently than I do. Yeah. And I'm brave to voice that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and that can get shit done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not just like PowerPointing through uh, the organization. Who are not afraid of rolling the sleeves and whatever it takes uh, in terms of work. I don't think any job is small. You know what I mean? Like, if I have to break rocks yeah. to make something happen, I'll yeah. happily get my hammer and break some rocks. I'm trying to, to see when I'm interviewing, like, is this person curious? Hmm. Is this person humble in a way that he or she will keep learning? Yeah. Does this person have uh, examples 
of things that were really hard to do and didn't give up and got it done. Because if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like so and, and in terms of attracting, um, I try to be approachable. I try to to talk to everyone who reaches out. I, I visit schools, I interview, I help the company with like how to pitch for students. I make sure that the brand is this part of like the student competitions. Like we we are part of the one club, like not yeah. we'll have a brief on the young ones. Yeah. You know, even though we are startup, don't have budget, yeah, yeah. brief on the young ones. You know what I mean? So that But do you look in diverse voices and yeah. different backgrounds? I mean yeah. obviously the industry needs to get more interesting, more diverse, have yeah. different voices from different fields, different backgrounds leads to the most disruptive work. I mean, it's something that we gotta continue to do. I think it makes the work more interesting. I agree. Do it for that. But like, it, it is like, an issue. I, I don't think we've cracked it. I don't think we have enough different voices in our industry. Yeah, I agree. And look, I mean, um, great ideas are different, you know? Uh, different ideas more likely will come from a different point of view. Yeah. So in theory, and I believe on that, the more diverse the team is, most likely the more great ideas you will have. And it's not going to come easy, uh, and it's not going to come by doing nothing. Yeah. Because we all have unconscious bias, because even like if you imagine you didn't have unconscious bias, which we all do, yeah. uh, and you send a bunch of white dudes to recruit, it's a self-fulfilling yeah. cycle. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think the ecosystem—it's a—it's a—it's a, it's not just the agencies that need to evolve. I think also clients, the client side, because you know you have to create the environment for I agree. it to be successful. Like we've been presenting the same way. You know, whether you're yeah. a CMO listening to ideas or a, a creative director presenting ideas, it's usually done by, you know, for, for so long by the same people versus like you have to create more time yeah. and be a little bit more inclusive of how people want to present. Yeah. It's not just the same way. I don't want people that we hire have to like mimic how Rob Riley presents, yeah. present how you want to present. Yeah. You need people on the other side. Like, I agree. Hey, hey, let's take a little bit more time to understand these ideas yeah. and explain it in the way you explain it. We've been presenting... For, I've been doing it for 30 years, but I was terrible when I started because I was nervous. But I've yeah. been doing it for a long time, so I'm, I'm yeah. decent now. But I think we don't do a good job of letting people learn how to become salespeople in their own way, not yeah. in the way that maybe true. we were expected. So it's true. I think that's that's part of it. Yeah. This is uh, we like to do the lightning round of questions. <laughs> Fun. This is going to be for your for your wife. Books or movies? Movies. What's your favorite movie? God. Favorite comedy, favorite favorite drama? Like, sometimes I feel that we take ourselves too seriously, you know? I miss some of the Jerry Graff. I miss the Eric Silver, Skittles. Jerry Graff. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, those David Kulbos is yeah, I miss holding that. on to that. And I think Mischief is bringing... But when you ask role. me, like, what uh, what is your favorite funny ad? Like, uh, I have to think. And my examples are from... Maybe like five years ago, yeah. ten years Mine ago. Mine is the the bear, BTC, the bear. Yeah. Give a shit. Yeah. But like, there are so many. Like, but they are not necessarily like new. Anyway, like, oh, I love movies. Like, yeah. we watch a bazillion movies. Favorite I, comedy. I, I, uh, favorite comedy. I like silly stuff, man. Like, uh, I like Wayne's World, and I like like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like my my dad used to love Jerry Lewis. Like, oh, so yeah. I watched a lot of that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all those silly, like, airplane, you know what I mean? Like, that so stuff. Dumb. So dumb. It's yeah. so good. Like, you couldn't get it's away just with like, half of the, the jokes, though. I know. Yeah. But, like, but Dumb and Dumber, like, it's, you know. Still holds like, up. Yeah. And, like, up. and it's just, like, silly, and you just have a good laugh, um, and you don't have to overthink, you know. Talking or texting? Uh, texting. Really? Yeah, I think so. 
I asked Manola a question. He says, I, I text everybody and talk to my wife, which I thought was a pretty That's good... That's a better answer. Yeah. Like, you know, he recorded that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, we'll cut him out. Yeah, he's not... <laughs> Asshole. <Yeah. laughs> Making all of us look bad. Night owl or morning person? I, I go to bed at like midnight, 1 a.m. And I'm up like 6.37. But I, I think I'm more like um, morning mm. than the night. So last song you listened to? God, like, it's, it's shameful. But like uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift or? no, not Taylor Swift. Like there are many things. It's funny because like Manolo's an EDM fan. <laughs> I would never or, guess yeah, that. I never guessed it either. I love Brazil. I miss my soccer team. I miss my friends, yeah. and I use a lot of music to reconnect. I got really into um, this singer Marília Mendonça. Uh, it's a Brazilian, and then I went to Brazil and I went to a barbecue in a friend's house. And then uh, my favorite song from her played, and was like, oh man, I love this singer. And they're like, you know what happened to her, right? And like, no, she passed. Oh. She passed two years ago. I discovered her on Spotify, after by the way, passed away. after she passed, and it was so sad. It, and it was really weird because like for then it was, no one was sad anymore. Everyone was sad yeah, two yeah. years ago. I was the only person sad. Yeah. Because, yeah. You're, you're yeah. a late discoverer. Yes. Story. And through Spotify, and I know it's like a brand plug here, but no, it's true. Listen, Spotify is yeah. amazing. And thank you to Spotify and the WPP team. Okay. Hidden secret talent. I think drawing and, and playing FIFA. Playing FIFA. <laughs> yeah, <I like> <laughs> that's, a talent. that's a secret talent. That well, it is. Yeah. Like but Marcel drawing. knows about that because we played a lot together. Yeah. Favorite season? Summer. Yeah. That's why I live in Miami. Yeah. That's it's like one season. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could hang out with one fictional character, who would it be? Fictional? Fuck me, man. Like, Is there a character called Fuck Me, man? No, I don't know. Maybe the king? Uh, <laughs> he's kind of real. So, I mean, it's yeah, not, it's more or less. Yeah, like, that's, um, that's, that's they terrible. try to hide him sometimes, as you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's a whole different... If you're interested in the Burger King story, there's a documentary that Fernando and I worked on together last year. It's pretty what was it called king's uh the king's mask king, no, no, uh, king's, no anyway that's how good it is we can't remember the yeah. title of it uh probably because i i named it that's yeah. why i don't remember if you had named it we would still remember it so three items on your bucket list i would love to live in sydney uh for some time you know my wife is australian cut to now every sydney company calling <laughs> no, no, no 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 when you're done with notco come no, like I love that place. We were there for like two, three months. Like, because your wife's Australian. Yes. yes. Okay, um, that's one. I would love for the kids to, but to have the experience of like living in Brazil and and experiencing the yeah, culture. I love Brazil. I love it. And I, this will sound so wrong what I will say next, but I think that in the U.S. it's easier life, and maybe people don't appreciate yeah as much. Third, um, these are tough questions. I would love. To be CMO of my soccer team. Who's your soccer team? Flamengo from oh, Rio. Yeah, yeah, of course. Again, Flamengo's out there. They know. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Two or three quick ones. Uh, go to karaoke song. I'm terrible. No, we know. But 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 if you had to, I, I, I have a strategy sure. though. Like I always pick some Bon Jovi song because yeah, everyone I, sings. That's one of that are. And you don't fun. have like that's I just fun. like lip sync and everyone is singing and no one notices that we're not singing. Yeah, yeah. If you had one uh, app that you could put on your phone, and for the rest of your life, only one, what would it be? Uh, probably uh, WhatsApp. 
WhatsApp. And, and I, I connect with my friends through WhatsApp. I have yeah. groups of friends in Bahia, which are northeast of Brazil, groups of friends uh, from... Yeah, I think uh, it's fast yeah. becoming what... I, mean, I make the phone calls on WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question. One piece of advice for your teenage self. Which I would probably not follow. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, uh, be more patient. The things will turn out okay and it will happen. Uh, it's not a sprint. You don't need to get so upset because someone got promoted six months before you did or because like you were not able to do that project like and you were moved to something else i used to be get very frustrated with things that on the long run they are irrelevant yeah yeah patience but hard to hard to convince yourself to be maybe the word is not even patient it's just like chill you know what i mean like don't get so frustrated or so upset yeah. or it's irrelevant you know? Sure, but maybe that's the thing. That's the reason you're in this position. I, I think I could have been an even better leader. It's not that I was angry or like screaming at. No, 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 no. It's just like if I didn't suffer because of irrelevant short-term things that on the long run they don't really matter. Well, you matter, and I appreciate you you doing this, man. You're a good Thank friend. You. Screaming Creativity is produced by WPP and Hogarth and edited by Rob C. Ward at BCW. 